Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Looking to expand or move your company? Look no further than Ohio. With a talented workforce for in-demand industries like tech, healthcare, engineering, manufacturing, and more, you can staff up and scale for growth. Ohio's central location and reliable infrastructure will help you impress your customers, while Ohio's affordable cost of living and quality of life will excite your employees. Why survive somewhere else when your business can thrive in Ohio? Visit successinohio.com today. Welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin, got my brother Travis with me, and this is our sidetrack episode for our Mercury program uh, episode that we we covered their uh, debut album, A Data Learned the Language, last week. And uh, today we're going to cover a side project from their drummer, Dave LeBlo. Um, he also goes by the name Textual. Uh, Travis, have you heard of anything by Textual? Textual? Yeah. Is, is it like, like a texture? As in like texture, yeah, textual. Uh, no, I don't believe so. I hadn't either, dude. Um, and you heard a little bit of it in our our intro clip there it's just this feel good electronic music by by mercury programs drummer it's kind of got like a chiptune vibe in some sense like in like the more rudimentary sounding electronic yeah uh, effects you know like very it's very computerized like yeah i love that stuff man it's yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of hypnagogic almost because it sounds like old video games, you know, soundtracks sometimes and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So again, last week we covered the Mercury program. Uh, they're this four-piece instrumental band. There's there's just something about their sound and that it's it 
I think we quoted someone from um, Pitchfork that was saying that you forget that you're listening to humans making music with their instruments, you know? Um, and that goes along with that chip tunes, like hypnagogic type of electronic music, you know? It's obviously, you know, electronic music that you're listening to, but that's what you like about it, you know? Yeah, like it sounds like it, it could be a like if a computer decided to make music kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because that's that is what that music used to be is like this is what a this is what um music I can create with a computer. You know, like early uh video games and stuff. That is the sounds that a computer would produce, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Like it was it's using you've it was, got a you've got a human being that's controlling. Yeah, we were we were using the computer as a musical instrument, yeah. you know. Yeah. Which is badass. Dave LeBlow also has a side gig as um a manipulator of modular synthesizers. <laughs> he has his own um, company called DLB Electronics. Uh, and he, what he does is he, he sells electronic instruments from, um, from he, he, what he does is manipulates circuit boards in old uh, electronic devices. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, there's a technique called circuit bending. Uh, that he got really into, and that's what kind of got him into the whole electronic genre. Uh, So according to Wikipedia, circuit bending is the creative chance-based customization of the circuits within electronic devices, such as low-voltage battery-powered guitar effect pedals, uh, children's toys, and other digital synthesizers, uh, to create new musical or visual instruments and sound generators. Yeah, that makes total sense. You would have to kind of get into that kind of stuff if you wanted to manipulate, you know, sound the way that he's doing it, you know? Yeah. Or at yeah, least, it's, it's um, cool. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So the one, uh, so if you go to the website, um, his website, dlbelectronics.com, um, you click on instruments. There's a really cool thing um, that he's got under uh, circuit bending. You click on that, and he's got this. Um, it's like this little handheld electronic device. Uh, it. I'm. Let's see. Let me see if I can find a little bit more about it. Uh, this was a uh, electronic toy by Texas Instruments TI. Interesting. It came out in 1980. Uh, it's this thing called Speaking Math. I'm sure if we were a little bit older, we would know exactly what this is, dude. But it's basically like a device that teaches you about math through, like, I don't know, uh, word problems and stuff like that. Um, And so he's taken it, busted it apart, and, like, tweaked the the circuit board to make it, to turn it into, like, a modulated instrument, you know, where you can manipulate the tones that come out of it. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. And then he also sells, uh, he also sells like, you know, just uh, switchboards and stuff for uh, synthesized kind of music, you know. So anyways, um, so the thing about Dave LeBlow 
and what he's been doing on his own, like aside from the Mercury program. Um, you've got this album, which is beat heavy. You know, it's it's all just computer computerized, like synthesized music, um, and it's very um, happy, you know, and and it makes you feel good. Um, but the rest of his uh, music that he does under textual, it's very ambient. There's um, like most of it doesn't have any drum beat at all. So this is an album of his called Hindsight Sunglasses, and it came out in 2004. Um, this is his first full-length album, but he has been kind of doing his own thing since um, as far back as 2000. So like even before the Mercury Program's first album, um, Dave LeBleau has been just kind of tweaking, you know, playing around on, on his keyboard and stuff. So our official sidetrack uh, is going to be track two on this album from Textual's Hindsight Sunglasses. This song is called Cracked Hall's Menthol in My Pocket.
Yeah, I liked it a lot. I think it, it got a little like a little too like disjointed at the end there. I feel like like he had a lot of going on with like the yeah. multiple drum tracks. It definitely has it, like it feels like two distinct pieces. Um, you know, from an artist that's just kind of start just starting out. You know, having these song ideas. You know, just kind of working through them and just piecing them together to to just finally have a full length album to release. Yeah, I mean, I I like the overall like idea of it, you know, and I really like the beginning of it. I, right. I yeah, I just... I, that's what that was that was what drew me to this song uh, out of all the other songs on this album is that build the build up, you know. Um, and if you give it a solid listen, uh, you'll notice little textures that he throws in um, during the buildup. It kind of reminded me of that feeling that you get when you listen to an Animal Collective song. Uh, I remember I mentioned it in, in our Animal Collective episode where, like, you've got these, like, bubbly, babbling brook-type sounds, like that really organic. Like, yeah. It, kinda, it has some of those moments at the beginning I love that kind of stuff, and there's a lot of that in this album. Um, but again, if you listen to most of his other um, albums, it's much more ambient. It's all really pretty. Like it's not, um, it, you know, it's not ambient music that's hard to listen to. Like like some of it is, you know, it's it's all really pretty tones um, and textures. But this is the only album of his that has these really cool electronic beats uh in it which i really like yeah it's it's good stuff man i've got like i've got a playlist that's like 14 hours long that has just music like that you know yeah different variations of that type of 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 sound i i've always had um had a hard time figuring out what to call that type of sound you know yeah, because chiptunes, it's, it's not chiptunes. It's not chiptunes. You know? Chiptunes is its own thing. Although I would put chiptones, like I've got, what chiptones? Chiptunes. I've got chiptunes on that playlist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because to me, it all kind of fits in the same uh, type of mu- musical style. I mean, I think it's interesting. Dude, I wonder that- if that if that style of music and like our love for it, I wonder if that's unique to our generation, you know? Probably going back to the first generation that really sat down and played video games. Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, yeah. think about it. For the most part, that music, that that sound is is tied in with video games because that's, that's probably the first time that, that, that computers were used to make, to make music, you know, was for video yeah. games. Dude, and, and we're the first generation to be able to take those uh songs from the games of our childhood and manipulate the sounds from it and make music out of it you know yeah i mean i love the fact that uh that we have such an our generation has such an affinity for that sound like that it has become its own musical genre because we're so yeah. fascinated with that that sound that feeling um that we get from that type of music, that nostalgia that we get. We were know. the first generation that's able to do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, to like, me, it, it really, to really is. embrace our past, like musically 
and to and create our own music out of that nostalgia. Yeah, it's it's absolutely tied to nostalgia for me. That's why I love that type of music because it just reminds me of uh, when I was a kid. I mean, really. Yeah. Dude, I think we need to do, if not a full-length episode, maybe a sidetrack on the music of Disaster Piece. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. He's done... You, I mean, you might be more familiar with him uh, than me. I mean, not, um, you know, now he's done movie soundtracks. He, he did the soundtrack for... Uh, this sort of kind of cult indie horror movie called It Follows. And yes. man, this the, say what you will about the movie. The score is great, man. He, he does an awesome job because what's funny is it's that type of sound, but, uh, you know, with a, uh, like a horror, like through the lens of like a horror film, horror, like a classical, not classical, but a classic horror film, right? It's great, dude. Yeah. It's awesome. I, yeah. I did dude, I hated the movie, but I loved this. I thought the movie and was it, interesting. I liked yeah. the I liked its take on like the you're being stalked by a killer um trope, right? I wasn't a fan of the acting, dude. Well, that's fine. But, but in the same vein, like the the soundtrack for Stranger Things, man. Oh, sure. Exactly. It's the same it's the same deal. Right. Absolutely. All right, so um, that's it, man. That's that's our soundtrack for this week. Um, so I checked out what other side projects members of the Mercury program have done, um, and Dave LeBlow's piqued my interest more than anyone else's. So um, uh, let me ask you this: that is that's music from his first album, right? Does it get? Um, can you can you hear a definite like evolution? in in his approach like does it get uh more honed and polished you know so like i mentioned before uh so this one came out in 2004 if you hop on spotify it has uh, another album before this one that's just called early works um and it's got music that goes as far back as 2000 um and when you when you listen to that album there's a few um, songs that have him playing his drum set, you know, like it's just him recorded playing drums and there's some xylophone in there. It sounds like Mercury program, but it's just him, um, you know, and then you've got this album, Hindsight Sunglasses, where it's his first full length album on his own. And yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the electronic drum beats, you know, it's this fully synthesized electronic album. But then from that, from then on all of his music from, from what I heard is all extremely ambient, you know, like no drum beat, nothing. It's just, it's tones and textures and that's it. So that's how he's evolved over time. Uh, you know, when he's stepping out doing his own thing, it's just, it's more about like the mood Anyways, uh, so that's our sidetrack today. Uh, for the outro song, Travis, I'm going to play a little Robot Science. Let's do it, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, so this is, uh, again, an artist that we fell in love with back in our nudist days. Uh, his name is Charlie Yin. Uh, he, used, he used to go by 
robot science. Now he is under the name Jerafage. He's an electronic musician uh, out of California. And uh, I'm going to play one of his songs uh, from, from the early days. It's an album called Square that came out in 2010. Um, and that's going to do it for us today. Uh, next week, recovering Radiohead's Hail to the Thief. It's about fucking time, dude. Yeah, we actually, I mean, it took us a lot longer to get around to it uh, because of uh, uh, scheduling I, yeah. conflicts and whatnot between the two of us. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, it feels nice to get to, to, to get back to Radiohead finally, dude. I'm pumped. Yeah. Hell yeah. I can't wait, dude. All right. So uh, again, this is a song by Robot Science. It is called Teacups. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. My name is Quentin. And my name is Travis. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.